Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio, the voice uh, the voice of business for the Twin Cities. And I am delighted to welcome Kim Nagel. Kim is the author of The Damn Plan. And I can't wait to hear about this. So, uh, Kim, welcome. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, great to have you on. Yeah, great to have you. Tell us a little bit, before we get to the damn plan, tell us a little bit about you and your journey. Well, you know, like so many truly entrepreneurial spirits, we were were doing stuff when we were kids. So my journey actually started out, over a need for a real pair of Lee Buttonfly jeans way back in the day when they were all the rage and doggone it, I just didn't want to wear Kmart specials anymore and, you know, didn't come from a terribly well-to-do family. So I had to make my own money. And, you know, I learned at that very early age of 14 that how to monetize my skills how to turn what I knew how to do into a business. So I started my first business when I was 14 and I've owned six cents and they range from retail to manufacturing to service to my favorite right now is my coaching and keynoting and authoring uh, training, just really lifting up uh, entrepreneurs because I believe that entrepreneurs are truly, they are the lifeblood of this country. They are the ones that are keeping main streets open in small towns. They are the ones that are rebuilding, you know, in the inner city. They are the ones that are keeping us, um, they they keep, it's a steady tide. So I just simply believe in entrepreneurship. It's part of who I am. Uh, I raised three kids. All of them became entrepreneurs as well, owning their own companies. And I've got five granddaughters that ask me to help them write business plans. So I, this is my life. This is what I live. And I, uh, I can't think of doing anything else, John. The apples aren't falling far from the tree as it were, right? No, (laughs) there there are some days I, I sat there with my kids one day, you know, as we're all trying to grow businesses in, in this economy and past economies, just Mm -hmm. trying to grow businesses. And I said, could one of you, just one of you chosen to do something different. And they basically said, mom, what did you think with <laughs> Because we grew up around the kitchen table talking about ideas. We, you know, I remember one of my daughters wanted to start an ice cream, an ice cream business. And we worked through all the ins and out of it over dinner. And as far as raising kids, I can't think of a better way to raise kids than to get them to think critically about their ideas and also to believe to believe in themselves and what their capabilities are. So I'm, you can tell, you can tell John, I'm all in when it comes to entrepreneurial thinking, the game of entrepreneurship. This is, this is life to me. That's great. Now you, you've, you know, we were talking before we came on the air about the, the ups and downs of, of business and business ownership that the period of time we've been in, in this pandemic is, the pandemic may be new to all of us because we none of us have lived through this, but we've all lived through business uh, setbacks, turmoil, downturns. Talk about 
what from your journey, and we'll get to the book in a second, but talk about what from your journey has really, uh, I guess, or maybe a couple of the lessons that came out of your journey that, that you want to inspire others with? Well, if we probably the biggest lesson that came out of my journey uh, came out of the 80s. Um, well, let's just say 85, 86, and 87 were my worst years mm-hmm. ever. Uh, personally, financially, everything. It uh, Literally at the end, I was sitting on a chair holding the keys to my house and waiting for somebody to come and get them. Mm-hmm. So I lost my business, you know, the business that I had, a uh, manufacturing uh, business, just tanked overnight because of an economic change totally outside of my control. Uh, the price of oil went from... 100 a barrel to 10 a barrel. I'm not sure if those are the exact numbers, but that's what it felt like. Mm. Overnight, all of my clients were no longer in business. The housing market crashed. Everything uh, went. And on top of that, John, I was pregnant and I was flat on my back in bed uh, watching my, my business die from the economics, from the fact that I couldn't be there actively running it. And at the same time, trying to save the life of my child. And, you know, I kind of had a suit of armor on. I kind of had the superwoman thing going and the tough, I can do this. I've got it because I was raised uh, to believe that. And I was raised to be self-sufficient. But what I learned from that is the power of asking for help and then being willing to receive that help. And the last part is probably the most important part is You can say, I need help all day long, but until you are in the right mindset, have the right attitude, uh, are willing to do what it takes to to come out of a bad time or to um, flourish in good times, until you're willing to accept that help, uh, it doesn't mean a thing. I mean, people are there willing to help you. And I think the hardest part about asking for help is... That's what I said. I, you know, I had this suit of armor on to protect my, well, maybe it was my ego. Maybe it was, you know, I didn't want people to know how bad things were. Um, I didn't know, want people to know that, frankly, I was a mess. And both in relationships and in health, everything was just a mess. And I didn't want people to know that. So I think what I learned, though, is that there are people out there that that's okay. There are some people that will judge you. There are. Mm. There are some people, but they don't matter. They simply don't matter. Uh, in the end, there will be people who will step up with you. And, and right now, what we're going through right now, you know, whether somebody is going through a personal crisis as well on top of, a, on top of you know, the economic climate we're in, whatever is going on in their life, I think the most important lesson that I've learned that I could tell other people to to learn from me is ask for help, ask for help, and then be willing to accept that help. You know, you're talking about people um, judging you. People surprise you. I mean, it's not just the people that judge you, but the people that support you too, right? Um, And that's one of the unexpected blessings, I guess, of the entrepreneurial journey, right? 
It is for sure. And at the time, way back in the 80s, I was a lot younger than I am now. But as we have gone through where we're at right now, as I mean, I, there's there's a lot that's happened between the 80s and 2021. Uh, you and I both know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, many ups and downs, many hills and valleys. But you are absolutely right. Uh, there will be people who will surprise you and people that um, have your best interest, truly your best interest at heart. And uh, it's, I think you have to, you, you have to take the risk. All right. There's risk in this. There's risk in saying, man, I can't figure this out. There's risk in saying I'm at my wits end. There, there's, there's risk uh, because people could turn away from you. But odds are people are going to turn towards you because when we ask for help and are truly willing to receive it, we are giving that other person or maybe it's an organization, whoever it is, we're giving them one of the best gifts we can ever give them in the whole world. And that is the opportunity to help another human. Very simply, that is one of the best gifts that we can give someone else is the opportunity to help us. Uh, great stuff here, folks. Uh, Kim Nagel is with us, and she is the author of The Damn Plan. Now, that's what I want to get to next here is The Damn Plan. First of all, congratulations on your book. Uh, let's talk about what The Damn Plan is. Well, can I do a big whoop whoop? Because this <laughs> is launch week. This is launch week. Awesome. We are in the official launch week of The Damn Plan how to find freedom, love, and money in your business. And I'm so excited to be here. This is first interview of the week, John. So this is, this is wonderful. I'm honored. Thank um, you. We are so the damn plan. I always tell people that damn is kind of a fun word to say. <laughs> when <laughs> things are really bad, you can go damn. <laughs> and when things are really good, you can go damn. Mm. I mean, there's so many possible inflections and it became a fun word, but then it also became an acronym. Uh, As uh, I was sitting with a group of women and I was trying to figure out how to, to kind of bring some new life into old business topics, but also to really give people a simple strategy, a simple mindset, a way of creating an attitude. And we call it the damn attitude that will help them in business and in life. So the so DAM as an acronym is D for determined decisions, A for act consistently, M for mind your business, and N, my favorite and the most important, no excuses. No excuses is probably, it's the core of the DAM attitude. It's the heart of the DAM attitude. But it's also the most important thing we can come to. It's kind of like that asking for help and being willing to accept help. When you get to a place of not making excuses anymore, you will truly grow. You will transcend anything you've ever done before uh, because you're not. Excuses are anchors. They're just simply anchors that anchor us to an old way of being, uh, to the old past. So how do you determine decisions? Uh, They're not just your ordinary decisions. Determined decisions are decisions that are based in the numbers. So one of the big things that people do, and I know you're you're right in this with me, John, mm-hmm. is 
the only time they look at their numbers or use their numbers in business way too often, and it's about 84% of all business owners do this, is the only time they look at their numbers is tax time. <laughs> yes. You know, yep. did we make money? On, on April 14th, they're going, wow, we didn't make money, or wow, we actually made money. You know, it could be a damn or a damn, mm-hmm. uh, however you want to look at it. But I've come to know uh, not only in my own businesses, but in the 30 years that I've been doing business coaching, that the businesses that do business by the numbers are successful. They're also able to weather uh, economic uh, changes. Uh, They're also able to take opportunity, uh, advantage of opportunities that are presented at multiple times of their life. If you don't know your financial standing, if you don't know whether you're making money or not, or what your cost of goods sold is, or your, you know, your operating expenses, you really do not have the information you need to make decisions. So determined decisions are decisions based in the numbers, the facts of your business, and then they're backed up with your resolve and willingness to act. And the resolve comes when you can see that your decision is based in those facts. And it's a lot easier. You have more confidence to act on that decision when you know that. When you're just kind of waffling and guessing, uh, maybe maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. When you're waffling and guessing, you are not going to be as willing to do what it takes. You will not have the confidence to do it. So it's all in one piece. It's one big piece. And it comes down then to acting consistently. And like I say in the book, not all actions are created equal. What we do every now and then is not nearly as important as what we do consistently. Uh, If we are acting toward in alignment with our determined decisions, we're going to see growth. We're going to see progress. But way too many of our business owners, because they're waffling, because they're not confident in decisions, they're chasing shiny objects and squirrels to, uh, to to come up with a quick fix solution. So if there's anything, you know, those determined decisions get you to act consistently. And they are the one way you can get rid of a shiny object habit. And a lot of entrepreneurs have that shiny object, that next best thing that they're going to pivot toward. And they think they're, oh, I, this sounds so good. I'm going to do that. And then they drop what they've been working on. So, and then the M is mind your business. It's all about managing your numbers, managing, being able to truly analyze and track your numbers. And like I said, and this for no excuses. There is no excuse in my book if there is something you really want to do, if it's on your heart, if you can be of service to other people, if you can bring a product, bring something into this world that will change other people's lives. There's no excuses. You're never too old, never too young. It's just now is a really good time to do it. Hmm. I want to get back to that. Um, But I want to uh, step back just for a second and ask you about knowing your numbers and then acting consistently. Because what I hear you saying in this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you really cannot act consistently without knowing your numbers. I mean, you've got to know your numbers to kind of know what the roadmap is to where you need to get to. Is that, mm-hmm. is that kind of sum up what you said there? Absolutely. And and maybe I can tell a short story Please. To, to 
hit, uh, let this hit home. So one of my favorite, uh, my favorite clients is, is, uh, she had, we all have these projects that are, or, or products or services that are our babies. They're our darlings. We just love them. It's what we do. It makes us happy to do them. And after a number of years of just really, really struggling and basically not accepting help, uh, she came to me and she said, I, I just have to figure this out. And so the first step, it was a very super simple step. I just had her put together her product list. Give me your product list and tell me what it costs you to make each of those products. Very simple. And then I created a simple spreadsheet that allowed her to determine how much of any one of those project products that she needed to sell to not only break even, but to profit. Well, of course, her her baby, her pet project, her uh, product, I keep on saying project, it's pet, pet product, is she believes that if she can just sell more of those, that she will be profitable. Mm. Well, we sat in front of that spreadsheet and I said, well, go ahead. How many are you going to sell next year? And she doubled the number from the previous year. She said, I think I can sell that many and I think that will be the sweet spot. She put that number in and her bottom line, her profit line got more red. It it went further into the negative than it was before. She goes, oh, your spreadsheet can't be right. And I said, oh, I think it is. Because <laughs> it's always something else. Yeah, blame it on the spreadsheet, right? Blame it on the spreadsheet. Yeah. And so I said, okay, well, put double it again. And the number keeps getting... I mean, the negative number is growing and growing and growing. She can't put a number in there that keeps that in the positive territory. Finally, I said, put zero in there. The minute she put zero in, she was profitable because the one product that she was trying to sell, that she kept on acting consistently on, that she was determined that she, I mean, she had decided that this was going to be her game changer she could not produce it at a price that she could sell it at a profit. Mm. Very simply. But until she sat down with the numbers, until she faced the truth of the numbers, the, the real numbers, uh, not any guessing, until she faced the truth of it. And this is very true in manufacturing, but it's also true in every other type of business uh, that's out there. Is So oftentimes people are not, owners are not aware of what it's costing them to do business. Mm. Folks, we're here chatting with Kim Nagel. She is a uh, keynote speaker, business coach, uh, but we've got her here today to talk about her authorship of uh, her new book, The Damn Plan. Um, what? Let, let's talk about the the pandemic, and there are some uh, unique aspects to the pandemic, of course, uh, even though there have been downturns in the past, there are some unique aspects of that. I mean, let's talk about some of the principles in your book uh, that you think particularly apply right now to issues that are happening right now for business owners. Well, I think one of the first one of the 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 um, key points in the book that I think really applies is that truly we do business in the midst of our very real lives. Okay, our businesses and our lives are intertwined, and and especially small business owners, or even 
you know, I don't, I don't think there's a size. I don't think there's a, a revenue line that, that it still isn't intertwined in our lives. And we need to really be aware of that. We need to be able to move and navigate. But also, we need to have foundations in those very real lives. So I talk with my business owners about the core foundations, personal foundations, your health. Staying healthy. As uh, entrepreneurs, as small business owners, um, our best health insurance is our health. Keeping ourselves healthy. So right now, as we are kind of navigating this, this new economy and the opportunities, not just the downsides of it, but the new opportunities to remain healthy is important. So whether it's, it's uh, maintaining a good, a good weight or you know, getting out in the sunshine as often as you can, whatever you have to do to maintain your health. The idea that an entrepreneur is this uh, working 80 hours a week to the detriment of their health and being successful is false. It is false. The, the people who are successful are taking, minding their health. And then it's minding your personal finances, uh, being able to live uh, at a level where if there are ebbs and flows in the business, you are not, you are not so, um, well, you can take less from the business if you need to, put it mm-hmm. this way. Sure. Uh, because there could come times when that is the truth. Uh, so really managing your personal finances and then managing your um, relationships as well. Uh, the people you surround yourself, the, you know, it said um, the, the person who said it, I'm sorry, I cannot remember the name, but you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. Mm. So being with people who are willing to use the pandemic as an excuse and roll up in a ball and stay there, being with people who are constantly seeing the negative side of things will take you down as fast as anything. So really surrounding yourself with people who are uh, really navigating this in a positive way. They see the opportunities. I can't tell you how important that is. And then time. So all of us had a whole bucket load of time, right, in the early part of 2020. A lot mm-hmm. of time on our hands, perhaps, when everything was closed down, locked down tight. And how people use that time is showing up now. Is showing up now in their businesses. Some people innovated. Some people, uh, frankly, I wrote the book. I finished writing the book. Mm-hmm. We built online courses. We had time on our hands because we weren't traveling and we weren't working on site. A number of our larger clients were closed down as well. So we weren't working on site with clients. And um, we made good use of that time. So how you use your time will determine your success. So is, is navigating a pandemic, your health, how you use your time, your relationships, and um, you know, I just... Your relationships, your time, your health, and your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, managing those, uh, and and that is true for any any time. Um, really, not living out to the very edges of our personal finances is is critical to be able to navigate. Uh, and that's probably a lesson many people can learn from from this pandemic. 
to to navigate to build my business, uh, one of the things um, I did was I downsized. I went from four thousand square foot house to a nine hundred square foot house, mm. and uh, so that I was able to have that freedom to really navigate my life. Now that's me. That's me. Not everybody's willing to do that, but I was willing to do that. So um, the other part. Uh, and speaking of willingness, I'm kind of waffling or wandering a little bit here, but uh, other parts of the book that help in a pandemic. I ask four questions and they're willingness questions. What are you willing to do to make this work? All right. That sounds really simple, doesn't it, John? It sounds mm -hmm. very simple. What are you willing to do to make this work? Right. Well, for some people, uh, it might be that um, they're reluctant to ask for help. Are they willing to ask for help? Are they willing to trust? Are they willing to risk? For other people, it might be doing the unthinkable, that they take a, a second or a third job just to get a business launched or to carry a business through. Uh, for, other, for others, it might be that you're willing to sell a house and downsize so that you can you can build build your business to the next level, whatever it looks like. What are you willing to do to make this work? It's really super important to know what you're willing to do, because the next question is, what are you not willing to do? What are you not willing to do? Uh, way back when when I owned a retail shop, uh, I had three small children at home. And I didn't think about it then, but I know it now that one of the things I'm not willing to do is to sacrifice my family, my family time for the sake of a business. Owning a retail store will teach you that in a real quick hurry, <laughs> open seven days a week, uh, holidays, you name it. Uh, it just was not the kind of business that fit me. Sure. Because of my family obligations. So what are you not willing to do? Uh, some people might not be willing to be the salesperson. So on a personal side, you might have uh, not willing to give up family time, but then on the um, on the business operations side, you might not be willing to be the salesperson. I had a wonderful uh, business project I was working on, and uh, this individual, the, the stories in the book, he just wanted to be in the back doing the designs, doing the the engineering, doing everything, the R&D of the business. And he was extraordinary about it. He had his, he was on fire when he was in the back, you know, or in the workroom. Getting out in front of doing sales, he just wasn't willing to do it. Mm -hmm. He just wasn't willing. He could do it. He could muffle his way through, but it, his heart wasn't there. His heart wasn't there. So what are you not willing to do? Hire somebody else to fill that position. Fight, figure out a different way to do that. And then the last two questions, what are you willing to give up and what are you not willing to give up? Uh, so knowing your risk levels, knowing what you're willing to do to make this work. I think in the pandemic, in this economic environment that we've gone through, so much of survival has been personal mindset. And that's why I talked about those four core personal pieces plus the willingness. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to get on the phone every morning? You know, things are tough. Are you willing to uh, get on the phone every morning and make five calls? How are you willing to be consistent? Are you willing to make tough decisions? Maybe uh, not sell that one product. 
Right. What are you willing to do is critical. Mm. So Kim, you, you released a video here recently uh, on your YouTube page and folks, you can, we'll have a link to this in the show notes, but you can find it uh, by searching YouTube for Kim Nagel, N-A-G-L-E. You had a, a pretty poignant video about called lessons from a friend's funeral. And that really got to the part of what you were talking about around no excuses. It was really the, the, the decision to go or not to go right to start the business or not to start it, to pursue whatever your dream is. Amplify some of the things you talked about there. Well, lessons from a friend's funeral is uh, just a short story about a gentleman that I met that had the dream of winning a national horse competition. His father had won it before him. He had all but gotten up to the edge and hadn't succeeded himself. Um, And I watched him go all in on this dream not make any excuses. Uh, As I say in the video, one of his nicknames was Cowboy. And when your nickname is Cowboy, you've beaten yourself up pretty good. And at 62, you're probably hurting a little bit. But I watched this man get after it every day, up at five. Uh, Racing these horses is a science. And there's just no, there's no uh, wiggle room in that science. And there's no wiggle room in the the acting consistently that it takes to win the nationals. So I watched him do this every day and with this dream in front of him, pursuing, consistently pursuing this dream, not giving up, not ever making an excuse. I mean, there were days when he was so tired, he, you know, it was all he could do to make it, make it to a, uh, to sleep and, and call it a day. But he kept doing it. And in the end, um, he does win in my story. It's a true story. He wins. And shortly after that, my friend passed away. And it really hit home to me that we are all given a gift. We're all given something to do. And whether it's it's winning a national competition or it's building a business or it's delivering on your story, writing your story, writing a book, uh, build, raising a great family, whatever it is, to be all in, to not make excuses for, uh, for ourselves or for others. We've got to. Uh, either that or we just, if we continually find ourselves making excuses We have to just turn around and face the truth. And that truth is we really don't want what we're trying to achieve. We really don't want it. Because if you're continually making excuses, that's what you're telling yourself. It might be that you're telling yourself, why I don't have enough education, so I can't pursue this yet. Or I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not uh, just Put a lot of not somethings in behind that. Uh, but the reality is, if we really, really want to do something, there are no excuses. It's all about 
simply deciding and then acting consistently on that dream every day. It's it's one of the hardest truths that I faced. Um, it's it's the beginning of the book. Uh, I call it my damn story. And the truth was that I was making all sorts of excuses for why I hadn't gotten to where I wanted to be in my business career. And I had to turn around and face that cold, hard truth that if I really wanted it, I had to start making some tough decisions and acting accordingly to those decisions. No excuses. Very simply, no excuses. Probably the most powerful part of the damn plan is that I truly believe that each one of us has within us this gift that we've been given, this capacity to to create. And it doesn't have to be, we don't have to be huge. We don't, if this isn't about creating something huge, this isn't about being on the cover of a national magazine. This isn't, this is about what's inside of individuals, each individual. And they decide what it means to follow their dream. And as I call it in the damn plan, to live life on their terms. You know, for me, 900 square feet works really, really well. Um, I, I don't have to unplug my vacuum cleaner to vacuum the whole thing. Mm. So it works out really, really well, but it may be not for everyone. So it's, um, I think it's important to remember that you have a gift inside of you and you deserve to live life on your terms. You deserve that, but it's up to you to take authority. It's up to you to act accordingly and make no excuses. Wow. Powerful words here from Kim Nagel. And she is the author of the damn plan. And, uh, Kim, this has been great. Now for those that need a damn plan, and need the courage to work the damn plan. <laughs> Tell them how they can uh, contact you, where they can buy your book. Let's get the coordinates out there for them. Well, uh, you can find the damn plan on Amazon. It's out there. It's live. Uh, we have both a the hard copy and a Kindle version out there. Uh, during this week, we're even offering a 99 cent Kindle sale. So we can get it into everybody's hot hands as fast as possible. Because, yes, everyone needs a damn plan. And then they need to find the courage to work that damn plan. I love exactly how you said it. Because uh, it does take courage. We we really do need to find that. And we'll find it in ourselves. We'll find it in others. So get out there on Amazon. You can order the book on Amazon. You can go to my website at Kim Nagel. And Nagel is N-A-G-L-E dot com. Or you can follow me on social media at The Damn Plan. D-A-M-N, plan. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Kim Nagel, uh, with author of The Damn Plan. And and uh, folks on your website, can, can if they want to engage with you for your business coaching services or keynote uh, speaking services, they can find out more there as well. So let's throw that uh, out there as well. Uh, Kim Nagel, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it, it, it was a pleasure for me. Thank you. Uh, folks, just a quick reminder that uh, we're excited to be the voice of business for uh, uh, 
business owners that don't get a chance to tell their stories on uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. And you can find uh, all the shows on MSPBusinessRadio.com. Uh, we're part of the Business Radio X National Network. And uh, we look forward to being with you next time. So for my guest, Kim Nagel, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio.